This week on Dynasty Domain, we are going through and doing a three round or the first three rounds of a bigger Superflex mock draft. So we're looking forward to the 2023 offseason. We're going to look at how the startup drafts are shaking out as we sit almost in the playoffs of this season. It should be fun. I'm Avery Huffman. I'm Nathan Schmidt. Welcome to Dynasty Domain. All right, let's jump into it. So again, we got 12 guys. We're going to do a 12-team dynasty mock draft. It is a super flex tight end premium league. Uh, so what we did is we went and got 12 of our, well, not including us, 10 of our closest <laughs> league mates and confidants, uh, and we did a mock draft. So we're recording this uh, on Monday, December 5th, before the Monday night game um, of the Buccaneers and the Saints. And Happy birthday, Nathan. It's Nathan's birthday today, and he's just getting older uh, now, and he got a pretty new Mahomes jersey for his birthday, courtesy <laughs> of Dynasty Domain. So, uh, obviously, reason to celebrate. So, because of Nathan's birthday, we are doing this podcast. Not really. We're going to do it anyways. It's not that special. All right. Let's get into it. So, we're going to start in round one. Um, we're going to do the first three rounds this week. We'll do the next three rounds, and then anything after that like that is interesting that we'll touch on we'll do that next week so it'll be a two-parter here uh we'll jump in we're going to go through all these picks we're going to give you the breakdown of how we expect this to change or not change over the next or over the last you know couple weeks of the season here and, and what we like what we dislike what's surprising etc you're going to find that there are a lot of surprising things in this mock draft let's get into it so <clears throat> with the first pick in the draft, it was either going to be Mahomes or Allen, unless you're a tool. And so Mahomes <laughs> went at the one, Allen went at the two. You know, at this point, I, to see it. I don't think you're you're picking anybody else here. Justin uh, Herbert did go at number three, uh, which is interesting. That was surprising. It's interesting, even as a as a self proclaimed Justin Herbert lover, I do say I have to put Burrow in the same tier. Uh, Logan H seven, who is the guy who picked Herbert there. Uh, he said he'd still take Herbert. And, and obviously, you know, I, I, I love that. I, I know Goma juice also said he would take Herbert there too. Um, yeah, but w would you, um, at, at this point, would you say that Mahomes and Allen are a tier above Herbert and Burrow? I, I would say I'd put those two in the top tier and put Herbert and Burrow in the second tier. Okay. So. Uh, right. Yeah, the first two guys, I'll give everybody a shout out, by the way. Papa Score picked first, uh, Rye Bread picked second. So uh, then it was Logan at the three, and then Oleole at the four took Joe Burrow. So again, I, I, I said this in the chat of the of the mock draft, and we had a little bit of a discussion about it. I don't, in my opinion, and tell me if you agree with this or not, I don't think anybody besides these four should go in the top four. I'm with you there. I think this is pretty clear consensus. Like, if you're, yeah. if you're actually... I just and it's just opinion. If you're picking smart for dynasty, I think these are the four guys. Now, you know, I think Gomo Juice made a good point in that guys are probably going to slip in there. You know, as you know, the startup drafts can be unpredictable. I think the guys that will would be Deshaun if he plays well for the last couple weeks of the season, which I wouldn't be terribly against. That Hurts definitely will, and I think if he gets paid, that will change things. I'm definitely not taking Hurts over any of these guys, but no, no even way. even if he gets paid. Yeah, and, and with Burrow, I think um, if you're taking taking him at the four, I, there are a lot of people that were taking him at the 104 um, at the beginning of last season or before last season started. Yeah. And I remember we were making a big deal about don't take Burrow at the 104. And the big thing was was the rushing upside. And it's, uh, or, the, or lack thereof. You can just put the stat on the screen right now. 
because I'm yeah. the one, I'm the one that was preaching. Like, look, I mean, Justin Herbert can give you 300 yards of rushing uh, a season, and that's I mean, even that extra 30 points is going to give him a leg up. Yeah, and Joe Burrow is out rushing him, I think. Yeah, or it's and, close. And not to mention, so, I, I mean, Burrow's weapons are just better. We knew that going into the season, but having that long term security and just an overall better situation in Cincinnati, it's. It's, I mean, uh, Joe Burrow is outscoring him right now, points per game wise, by six points. I mean, the weapons are better. Uh, he's he is just as good as a pocket passer. Again, I like Herbert more. I probably I'm, I'm slightly biased, as you can tell by what I'm wearing. But at the same time, I think we. I don't want to say we missed because it's not like we weren't taking Burrow in the first round. But I do think it. I we think, missed. I think it's worth admitting that we are definitely taking. We we missed big time because we were so adamant about it. Yeah, it wasn't true. a major. Sorry issue and we made it a major the guys issue. you were picking over over burrow though were fine so you're probably in fine shape but yeah we were yeah we were yeah we, well what we were swearing by was taking deshaun over joe burrow and and that still has it yet still to could be, seen. be true we, we don't quite know yet yeah but um that i i mean if you're looking for long-term security and who you're more comfortable with now i i have no problem with you taking burrow and i really think that's that's got to be the right move there is no receiver no running back and no other quarterback no not even jalen hurts that you should be taking over joe burrow right now i do think this is where it gets interesting kind of after this though so at the five in walker went ahead and took justin jefferson look you could take Jefferson. i like to you could take jefferson in any of these you know any of this quarterback range, and it's going to be a good pick. I mean, Justin Jefferson, the clear wide receiver one in Dynasty. The man is generational, unbelievable. He is producing at a crazy level in fantasy. He's, I mean, I mean, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't take Justin Jefferson hardly anywhere besides, you know, right up front. 22 points a game in, in PBR leagues. He's outscoring Justin Herbert. Like, he's, he's unbelievable. I, I mean, I... <clears throat> Now, one, talk about one thing we hit on. Usually, J. Jeff and Jamar were going back to back right. in startup drafts. Oftentimes, even Jamar Chase going ahead of Justin Jefferson because of that. Just that speed and that big play, Tyreek-esque ability that Jamar Chase has. And, and I feel like at this point, it's not really even a debate. Justin Jefferson nope. is a tier above everyone else. Yeah, it absolutely. I think that I think Justin Jefferson's in his own tier. Uh, up there at the top. So then um, Travis McKee went ahead and took Jalen Hurts, which is not surprising. He's an Eagles fan, uh, and all Philly fans are the worst. So truly, we we went ahead and expected that. Honestly, though, Jalen Hurts probably going to get paid this offseason. I don't think you can fault anyone for taking him this high at this point. Like we don't think, like him. You think he'll get paid this offseason? I think so. I mean, you don't I, think they'll wait another year? I don't know. I mean, they could, but I mean, I think the bottom line is though he's going to get paid. I'll tell you what. I think it's solely dependent on how they do in the postseason this year. They have no business. We'll see. They have no reason to not be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. And if they don't, it will be because of Jalen Hurts' limitations. Twenty-five points a game in, in PPR leagues. I mean, great in fantasy. So great fantasy quarterback. And I think he's. I think the Eagles with their success. I don't think there's any way they let him go. Obviously, there is a possibility of that. But Nathan is actually at the. Uh, one seven here and Nathan takes Deshaun Watson. I went with Deshaun. I mean, at this point you you're looking at the the tail end of those elite producing the, those those quarterbacks that have an elite producing ceiling in fantasy. And at this point, I'm like, okay, they all have roughly the same ceiling. So at this point, I'm kind of looking at I'm looking at contract situation and I'm looking at how long do these teams have to hold on to these quarterbacks Absolutely. regardless of how they do. This is why I think Russell Wilson may be a value um, wherever he's going. Actually, oh, well, I just saw where he went. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. Yeah. Not going to tell you where he went later on in the draft. But Deshaun, I mean, he's got $250 million guaranteed in Cleveland. He ain't going nowhere. 
And there is just uh, like uh, my personal opinion is Kyler Murray is he has more rushing upside than Deshaun Watson. No problem. That was the other guy I was debating between. Actually, Lamar was probably the number one guy I was planning. And the reason I took Deshaun is because Lamar doesn't have that contract yet. There is an outside chance that he could be tagged by Baltimore this offseason. I don't think he would uh, he would play if he got tagged, um, in my opinion. But there's there's a lot of stuff going on there. Lamar having, a uh, for the second year in a row, a pretty big deal injury. He's probably going to miss a couple of weeks, and that's killing you in fantasy in the playoffs. At the end of the day, you want those QBs that you can rely on for the entire season. And Lamar, for the second year in a row, has proven that he is not, not proven, but he's shown that he may not be reliable long-term um, in terms of durability. If not saying he's injury prone, but it was scary for sure. Deshaun just doesn't run as much as Lamar does. Um, and, and, and that contract, like I said, alone is why I'm, I got to take him over Kyler. I have to take him over Lamar. Kyler has that big deal contract too, but I think Deshaun is just straight better. Well, and Kyler I think Murray is. we're ranking Deshaun a tier above both of those guys anyway. So yeah. really, I don't think that comes as a surprise at all. So then the next tier guys go, uh, Kyler Murray is taken by Kriegs and you know, uh, between Kyler and Lamar, it's kind of like I don't think you can blame anybody for either of them. I think I think you know, and and Kreese is a is a Ravens fan. Like yeah, I I, I, think, I think it's tough. Uh, it, it's tough to not take Kyler and Lamar at these next two picks. Yeah, and um, I and I took and I yeah. took Lamar here. You know, and I'm going to explain my thought process and probably what you need to look out for uh, in these these dynasty. Uh, Superflex drafts this offseason, but to me, it was definitely I'm taking a QB in the first round no matter what. The best non-QB on the board was obviously Jamar Chase, but I'm thinking about this. I've got Lamar and Fields and Prescott and Lawrence and Tua on the board. I mean, I think Lamar has the highest ceiling out of those guys. I think Lamar is going to get paid. I think there's an off chance, a yeah. very small chance that Lamar goes to a new team, and if he were to, there'd be so much hype around that that Lamar's value would skyrocket to a point where I could probably get out of him to for something like astronomical I, I think I think there's always that chance with these free agent guys so you know with Lamar no brand it's super flexible like I'm taking a quarterback yeah yeah and and that's why again if if you took Lamar at the one seven ahead of Deshaun I really can't I, I, I can't hate that either because there is that chance like you said he could have a value spike again this offseason he will with the big deal regardless yeah and if he goes to another team on top of that, that's a better situation with better receivers and just a better offense overall. Like, I, I don't know how you couldn't be excited about that. And if you're not comfortable with his long-term durability, you have concerns about that, uh, you do you. You can probably go sell him for for <laughs> a, a lot of good stuff. So, so at uh, the 110 here, here we've got a jumper. Justin Fields obviously jumping up into the first round of startups. You really can't argue with this i mean justin fields is the qb5 uh essentially i mean i don't know I, he's technically is his second year they're not they're not getting rid of him you've got, probably got two more years in him they have not built a team around him yet so i'm assuming they're not going to kick him out if they continue not to win games because really honestly it's not his fault he's played at a very high level his rushing upside is completely elite and the passing volume remains a question but justin fields obviously making a huge jump in his second year up to the first round and you can't really blame people for that i can Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go on too long of a Justin Fields rant, yeah, I don't, but don't. Uh, <laughs> nobody's going to care. Uh, this is even worse than Jalen Hurts. And, and people oh. people were really fortunate um, that Jalen Hurts ended up B, 
being what he is this year. And I realize we were wrong. We've admitted that fine. He he's produced at a higher level, which we said he would do in fantasy. We just didn't expect him to look super amazing doing it. Um, with Justin Fields, I, I mean, I, I cannot, I cannot get behind it. He is literally the definition of a running back playing quarterback. He, to me, is Robert Griffin III, reborn, but a worse passer. I, I mean, everyone loves to look at those highlights. I'm telling you, the highlights are so much fun to watch. I love watching Justin Fields. I love watching the Bears. He Literally, I think it's been the last like four games. How many interceptions has he thrown the last few games? He threw two last game. He threw one the two games before. So in the last three games, he's thrown four interceptions. Yeah, and not- every well, you know, every single one of the, every single one of those final interceptions that he had in that game was in the fourth quarter when they had the chance to win the game. I mean, he's 23. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't expect him to. He you know, can't, is he dude, generational in terms dude, of being a field general? He, Absolutely not. He's. Everyone loves to make a big deal about how Lamar shouldn't it, it shouldn't be super high um, in in QB value above some of these guys that are ahead of him because of his passing or lack of passing ability. Oh. Fields is so much worse, and I'm not saying he can't get better. He can make that Jalen Hurts jump, but do you really think that the move to get Chase Claypool? Was no, that's to build around Justin no, Fields. No, 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 it's nothing. And they're gonna draft. Like, they're gonna draft some a JSN diver. Yeah, but I'm, got I'm telling, dude, he can't even make screen passes. I know he was missing screen. He's passes not a good passer. Yesterday. But then again, neither was Jalen. He's Hurts. a great and fantasy asset. He, but here's the thing: Fields is good enough. He absolutely yeah, could I, improve. Yeah, and, we said and, we said the yes, same thing about Hurts, yes, and Hurts yeah, proved but, us wrong. But that's my problem: is why does Jalen Hurts have to be the reason that you're also validating Justin Fields' poor quarterback know. play? I don't know. I don't Incredibly like his weapons. I don't love Eberflus as like a quarterback. There's whisperer. nothing I like about Justin Fields. I'm taking Jamar Chase over him all day. Yeah, I think I would have taken Chase too. I will say that. But at the same time, again, mm-hmm. let's finish out this. And I've got, a, I've got a, a kind of a rant on the QB situation here in Dynasty. So then, so then, JCJ. Uh, obviously, we've had him on in front of this. That was reckless. That made the last pick right now. But JCJ, uh, Jamar Chase at the one eleven. You know, I know he's thrilled with that. I know, I absolutely know he is. There's not much to say there. It's it's Jamar Chase. Uh, Goma Juice picked at the one twelve at the turn, and in classic Gus fashion, he picked Dak and CD. So. There you get the stack, and honestly, you know, taking Dak and CD last year, they are. I mean, uh, Dak has played decent this year, and CD has played like the like the wide receiver we expected him to grow into. He is the wide receiver seven now. I mean, he's jumped up quite a bit, but he's the wide he's the wide receiver seven in PPR leagues, six in standard leagues. He he's playing at a very very high level. Uh, Dak is a quarterback. I'd put I'd still rank Dak over Lawrence. I still rank him over Tua. You can't blame anybody you for are taking, taking him over Tua. Yes. Okay. You can't, but you can't blame anybody for taking I, they're contracts. Probably, they're probably in the same tier. So interesting. So I don't really, okay. I, I, even I, though two is performing at a much higher level than Dak is in, in fantasy in terms of 19 points per game versus 17. So, I mean, yeah, a little bit, but that's not much. I mean, and, and, yeah. and Dak I, I mean, to be fair to, well, so is Tua. That, that's why both of their averages yeah. have gone down to a, Tua only pit played. Yeah. I mean, uh, when it, part of a game or two. When it comes down to it, I mean, Dak is. I think Dak's a better passer than Tua is. Tua is so. Okay. I, I trust him more long term. Slightly. I yeah, like Tua now. That's fine. If I don't know if you're taking Dak and CD though, just for the stack's sake. Like, if there were a better QB available at that point. Well, and I think that's I, what I would have done here. You would have taken the stack. I would have taken two QBs. Oh, which is, yeah. Which is, you'll see is oh, what yeah. I do. It, it, I agree with you there. I and here's the thing. I. And and his strategy is always going to be never to draft running backs in in the in the top like three rounds, 
which is great until no until everybody takes that strategy on and we're going to talk about that here Jay, uh-huh. back to jcj he took the 101 okay so now we've got our first rookie pick in here and he designated that the 101 would be Bijan robinson so you see Bijan already going fringe first round in startups people expect him and in this dynasty draft he was the 101 or i'm sorry the, the rb1 so the, the first running back drafted obviously i think you know part of the reason he's being drafted here is because you people will sell the farm to get him and and I told him it was a good pick. It, it, I mean, honestly, when you look at how they're valuing e- even early 23 first, let alone the 101, I mean, people think Bijan is like the second coming. I they they legit think so highly of this dude that come draft yeah. time, you're gonna be able to trade him for so much. I take him yep. I take I thought about I mean it's it's hard because of the quarterback situation in Dynasty right now, but honestly, like I think you could take Bijan in the first and you could trade him and get a great return. Yes. On him. And that's why I'm not against, I, I'm not against this pick at all. Not because I, I'm, I don't know what JC was thinking when he did this pick. If he was like Bijan, I think is he, this good. No, I think he should go here. No, that's not what he said. I, I think it's because of the value. And he, I think, I think he said people would sell their firstborn child for Bijan. Oh my so, gosh. Which is legit. That is so accurate. It's a smart pick. Um, Reckless went back and picked Lawrence. So now Reckless is set up with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. He's the first person in this draft with two QBs. And honestly, you're going to see why this is the way to go. Trevor Lawrence obviously tore everything in his knee yesterday and then somehow is fine and kept playing and nothing's wrong. Probably a sprain or something, but it looked really bad. You can't go wrong picking Trevor Lawrence here. And then the next pick was me. I picked two attack of Iloa. Again, he's a quarterback in a super flex league. I lock up both of my quarterback spots. And honestly, he's in this tier now. He's got the weapons locked up. Tyreek's going to be there for a long time. They're going to keep Waddle there. He's on a rookie deal. So they're both going to be locked in for the next three years at least. I'm looking at Tua throwing to those dudes and Gasecki and playing with the GOAT, Mike McDaniel. And I'm like, why not take him? Why? I mean, and, and here is the big reason why. And I'm going to go on my little rant now, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. The next best quarterback I, after Tua I thinking the exact same is thing. Trey Lance yep. or Russell Wilson mm-hmm. or Stafford, Rodgers, Carr, Jones. The teardrop in Dynasty in QBs this year is ginormous. I mean, that is... It is astronomical. You are going down to guys with either a ton of risk or a severe drop in production. I, it, to me, getting those two QBs locked up right away was an absolute no-brainer. The guys left. Yep. To and here's the thing. You'll notice that Jonathan Taylor has not been picked yet. And although I've said on record that I will be drafting differently this year and I'll be taking running backs in later rounds, I don't like the early running back strategy. I love Jonathan Taylor. I love his value as he slides to the mid-second. However, love it. to me, that is not as important as getting that last elite performing quarterback, and that is Tua. So now, now what's happening is these guys' second quarterbacks, while you can have an elite roster everywhere else and have one elite quarterback and still perform at a very high level from a fantasy standpoint it's kind of a shot in the dark in terms of is this guy going to suck or not because a lot of these guys do like Russ. Yeah, uh, honestly, after Tua and Lance, just I'm not even saying Lance is going to produce in an elite level, but he still has elite value because of the draft capital the Niners invested in him. Um, but after Lance and maybe Russ with the contract, the, the next QB I'm taking is Kirk Cousins. I think he's by far and away the best quarterback left on the board. Yeah. He, I, he has the most long-term security out of any of them because he's not incredibly old and... 
He is not going to be replaced like Goff probably will be next year. Right. Uh, Daniel Jones, all, all those guys, you, you know, it, heck, even Derek Carr. Who who knows where he's going to end up? And these are I'm talking fantasy production too. Like like Cousins is out producing all of these guys. He has some bust. I think weeks, Cousins might be the next best option. I seriously do, and I think he's worth taking at this at at in the fourth round. Well, I mean, just purely based on scarcity alone, like absolutely. Yeah. So get I'm I'm past the fact that you know. JT's still on the board. I've got to lock up quarterbacks. So Reckless has two quarterbacks locked up. I've got two quarterbacks locked up. Now it's looking at a huge teardrop, and let's see how things shake out. So, so when the receivers start going. Yes. The, so Kriegs takes AJ Brown here. Nathan took Jalen Waddle on accident. I meant <laughs> I meant to take Jonathan. No, I didn't mean to. You I would have taken Jonathan. Dick. I was uh, rapid picking because I was busy. <laughs> During the draft, and I just assumed Jonathan Taylor kind of was gone. Is that? I assumed he was gone by the two six. So he was. I wasn't. could not believe that no running back had gone off the board. So yet. so let's talk about each of these these wide receivers. AJ Brown over Jonathan Taylor. I don't. Okay. I personally, I personally don't have a problem with it's, that. I don't think that's terrible. I don't AJ have an Brown issue with that at all. Underrated and tearing it up. He's a wide receiver. All right, I'm fine with that. Jalen Waddle and and Stephon Diggs. J- Waddle, that probably not. Stephon Diggs. Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, now <clears throat> Waddle. I, I will say this with Waddle. Um, if I had known that JT was still on the board and and Waddle was there, I probably again would have picked JT. If I had picked Waddle, my reasoning would have been because of how highly people value him, and they will continue to fade Tyree Kill over the next couple of years. So because he's getting close to the big three zero, and. I have a major problem with that. I think AJ Brown is greater than Jalen Waddle in terms of dynasty value, but because of the perceived market value of Jalen Waddle and what you could get for him in return, I don't think it's terrible to say that you're taking Waddle in a startup over Jonathan Taylor. Did you say he was getting close to 30? Who Tyreek? Tyreek. Oh, Tyreek. Okay. Yeah, that's, I, was, I, said, I thought you were talking about Waddle. I said people value Waddle so highly because okay. they're going to continue to fade Tyreek because he's getting closer to the big three. Okay, let's let's talk about and Diggs. Diggs is Look, Diggs has I, to be going love, after We love JT. Stephon Diggs. Okay, we sat and sang his praises all offseason. He's playing with maybe the best quarterback in the NFL, getting elite volume, performing at an absolutely elite level. You're looking at Stefan Diggs production this year, and he is the wide receiver five in PPR leagues. He's scoring 22 points a game. Absolutely ridiculous. We are playing dynasty. The dude is 29 years old. Jonathan Taylor. I really, I get, look, I get that running backs do not hold their value and they can crash at any instant and they're super volatile. I'm, I'm basing my own draft strategy on that concept, but this is, I mean, you're talking about a 23 year old elite running back arguably, depending on who you ask, between him and Bijan, I mean... It, at the, I think it's funny that it's very, even an argument. The, I, I know. At the very at the very least, I would be willing to admit they're in the same tier. Given that, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is still regarded by many as the RB1 in Dynasty. On a value perspective alone, you are getting so much more if you're taking Jonathan Taylor over Stephon Diggs. I mean, regardless of your personal convictions and regardless of what it's cool to do, which, which this is what I'm figuring out, because I'm like, I, I was very willing to admit that taking running backs last year early in the draft was a mistake, and I'm going to go quarterback and receiver and then maybe start taking off running backs. And I'll call it the Gus strategy because he he perfected it. I thought he did a really good job drafting last year. I'm not the only one that thinks that. And now you've got people that it's the cool thing to do, and they're just going to do it to do it. Stephon Diggs over Jonathan Taylor, that was n- not 
the greatest pick I've ever seen in my no, life. And, and guys, we are we are big Stephon Diggs truthers. We love the man. We love his contract situation and him being yes. tied to Josh Allen for but really the next Jonathan six years, Taylor. but not over Jonathan Taylor. And look, the, I'm even, the funny thing is I heard earlier today from someone who shall not be named. He said Jonathan Taylor is the biggest 101 fantasy bus in the history Simon. of fantasy. Have you not seen what CMC did the last two years? Oh, Zero points. Boy. It's funny that John, JT absolutely from, from where he went in terms of, of, of fantasy drafts, he busted for sure. It's absolutely. funny. It's funny that his down year, he's still averaging 14.5 points per game. And that's not, I mean, he, like, look, to it, live it, up to the, to live up to his value, he has to, he has he to absolutely produce, has to produce an elite level for sure. But he's, but, but uh, he's 23. Yeah. And he's going to get the bag. They, they let, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can you tell him sick? Uh, he, he's going to get the bag. The, the reason oh my gosh. they let go of Naheem Hines for that reason, they're going to invest all of their money in this man for the foreseeable future. Stefan Diggs, guys. Yes. Six more years with Josh Allen if he continues at an elite level two years down the road after 2024, which I would bet he will. Yeah. But after 2024, he does have a potential out where the bills would save. Keep in mind, Josh Allen is on a $250 million deal. The bills would save. Do this math for me. It almost $60 million. Yeah, but $60 million, $20 million a year. Even outside of that, that's not my, my primary concern is just the value. Nobody's nobody's gonna trade Jonathan Taylor for Stefan straight up, but if you offered somebody Jonathan Taylor for Stefan, they would be like, "Yeah, take Stefan." I'd be yeah. like, "See ya, no. bye." Yeah, I'll I take mean, JT it, again. It's 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 on the principle of value. Stefan digs here over Jonathan Taylor. It was a bad pick. Yeah, and, and guys, uh, um, look at this. Uh, you're probably watching this on YouTube, being like, "Who is this guy that can't talk?" Um, but at least listen to this from my miserable voice. <clears throat> Jonathan Taylor is such a buy right now in Dynasty. It's it's not even funny. He is one of the best best values that you are going to get with this 2023 class coming in. Look, he is a buy. A lot I of, sold um, him. I got him and Lazard, and I sold Debo Samuel and De <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. Embarrassing to a contender. I'm getting excited, so I can't talk. I know you gotta, you gotta, yeah. you gotta take a chill pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jonathan Taylor is a buy. Look, you can't blame, and we'll. I'll wrap this up. You don't want to hear us talk about Taylor. You can't blame a lot of what hap was happened this year with Taylor on Taylor because the, no. the offensive. I mean, the man is getting hit at the line every play and turning, and he's turning, turning it, it into, into four, four yards. yards every time. It, he is a, he is an elite running back and elite talent. He has proven he can be very durable up until he missed a couple games this season. Not concerning, not a long term thing. Jonathan Taylor. Again, you got to take him over Stefan. Tyreek goes at the two nine. Don't I'm, hate this. No, I like it. Tyreek like Tyreek obviously having a historic season. He looks great. He's locked in there. He's got a hundred million dollar contract. What else can you say about that? Mark Andrews at the two ten. I also like probably the tight end one in Dynasty. Actually, definitely the tight end one in Dynasty. You cannot go wrong taking him anywhere really past the first round. I mean, I, I really think once the quarterbacks are gone and you're looking at skill position players, like you're looking at Just Mark take, Andrews. Just take the best player take available. The, yeah, absolutely. Brees Hall at the 211. Look, if Brees Hall had not torn his ACL, Brees Hall would be going, be going in the, in the five. first round. He'd be going in the top five. You're probably right. I, mean, I think you're going with J. Jeff. Like, I think I'm with you. So, so this is risky by rye bread, but it's, I mean, in my opinion, it's a uh, good bet. He could even reap it's the, an ACL. He could even reap the benefits of selling Brees if he ends up getting back to the value that he was pre- Injury. If people get all excited about him 
which running he did set training. himself up to kind of rebuild slash reload next year probably yeah yeah because i don't expect breeze to produce at a full strength level but we'll see and then score took pits at the 212 here um again kind of the same thing i don't know if i like pits over a lot of these guys we are so divided about kyle kyle pits not between the two of us but together we we literally go back and forth about kyle I mean, pits the man had value. a historic rookie season but at the same time i mean Look, he, he's been there i mean he's I, I it's can't. It's not just him. I don't think he's been terrible. I think the Falcons are terrible for him. And I think everybody would agree. Arthur Smith, obviously, in terms of yeah, producing any kind of fantasy relevant players, uh, not here's ideal. my thing. Here's that, my thing with that pick. If you trade Kyle Pitts, you're still getting a wild amount of value. And, and again, I just don't see next him being season moved a lot, when though. he produces at a high, high level um, for a game or two, you can ship him off and get that some really true. good assets. So in that way, I think that's a fine market value at the 212 for Kyle Pitts. Yep. Um, my thing is if you're getting Kyle Pitts to keep Kyle Pitts at the 212 on your roster for for long term, um, I, I would say why are you why are you drafting a guy whose elite production is a fantasy lifetime away? Probably. I I mean I and there's I'm I'm letting Pitts go and I'm picking up Kelsey later, no problem. Yeah, let's so let's get into the third round where Kelsey goes and then a couple guys that I think should have gone before before Pitts go as well. So at the three one, uh, Gus, it was a third round reversal by the way. Three one, Gus took DK. I'm fine with that. I like it. I think DK has proven that he's going to be quarterback proof in terms of I know that Lockett has been better this year. They've both been good. Gino has been good. I mean DK. I, not the most spectacular year. He's the wide receiver 15, but at the same time, as soon as they get a better quarterback in there, which probably is two years out, I think Gino is there next year. I mean, he's, I mean, he's legit. I, I know. And here's the thing. He's already 24. Yeah. So I get that, but he's playing at a very high level. He's young. Uh, yeah. He's and tall, fast, big, you know, all that. Yeah, I know, I know everyone, man, but everyone values him so high. So high. <laughs> everyone values him so high <laughs> because he's big. <laughs> Um, what I will say is I've never been a huge DK DK fan. Um, but that's in terms of being an NFL NFL receiver, his fantasy volume, his target volume is insane. Uh, and yeah. <clears throat> he's literally better with, with Gino. All right. Now I'll, so. I'll, I'll start talking again. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> add, add the three to here. You have the, the one Oh two rookie pick. So then he's going to take Bryce young here. Um, probably could take him or Stroud. I think Stroud, as it sits right now, he's the favorite to go one-on-one in the draft. I think it could be Bryce Young as well. You really can't go wrong here uh, with either of them, so I think that's the, probably the value pick. Uh, Reckless took Garrett Wilson at the 3-3. I love this pick. He was one of three guys that I was willing to take here uh, at the 3-4 behind him, and then when we got there, I took Amon Ra St. Brown. Oh. Look, we've taken our L on Amon Ra. This is me really taking my L because obviously I wasn't drafting him last year. I said... He, you were we, lower on him than any of us. Yeah, and yeah. I was wrong. So I'll take Amon Ra. He's producing at an elite level. He's 23 years old. He's the wide receiver six in fantasy right now, PBR leagues. I don't know what else you could look for in a wide receiver. I'm really happy I get Amon Ra to compliment Lamar and Tua. I'm happy with my team so far. At the three, five goes Travis Kelsey. Let's talk <sighs> about this. Love it. I won't, I, I won't spend too much time on this. So Kelsey's obviously made, I mean, he's a top three tight end all time, if not the goat when it's said and done. I, I'd say he's a goat. 
So this is not questioning what he's done, what his career success has been like, or anything like that. But when I'm looking at Kelsey, and, you know, to be honest, the guys that really... I, well, you Are you really taking Kelsey over Olave? Uh, that's tough. In Dynasty, like, I would smash... I just would smash Olave. I'd probably go Olave, yeah. I, I just... I don't hate the pick for a contender, though. What about... I mean, are you taking Kelsey over Stroud? I... <laughs> Over the pick, I, no. I, I mean, I take I you, take the crowd. You're paying too. for the pick, not the player. Right. Um. Now, now let me say say this. Okay, in 2022, uh, Mark Andrews is the tight tight end two. Okay, in tight tight end premium leagues, he has put up say the number for me in PPR. You don't see it, do you? 154 points. What are you talking about? I don't see a number. Mark Andrews has put up that that many points as a tight end. Too. Oh yeah, I, can't, I don't have it pulled up. <laughs> Kelsey, on the other hand, has put up total two hundred and forty six points. Look, he's outscoring everybody at a hundred astronomical points, rate right now, more than any other tight end. And look, you can even say Kelsey would be the next tight end off the board. He's a I cheat code. He's a cheat code as a tight end. Yeah, it's unfair. Yeah, but you know. I don't know. There's just guys I like. I, I when I when I am looking at this, like and you're picking him over Debo and Cup and all that. Do you think Kelsey should be going in the fourth? Uh, I think even later third, I'd be okay with. I, there's just okay. There were just a couple guys here that I thought were better picks. But to be honest, Lance, Lance, Lund, I think London Lance, too. I'd take Lance, Lance, T Higgins probably Saquon. Okay. I'd probably take all those guys over Kelsey. Okay, but you know, uh, I think Saquon's life is about as long as Kelsey's. So I probably <laughs> I would. Uh, in a startup, I would, I would have no problem <clears throat> going with Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey. So, again, yeah, it just depends there. Uh, he's definitely in that next tier behind um, Andrews and Pitts. Uh-huh. So, then Nathan went ahead and took CJ Stroud or the 103. He'd obviously take Stroud there, the second quarterback. Um, great pick. I think this is good value in the middle of the third. You know, I don't think you're, I don't think anybody's complaining about this. Devontae Adams at the 3 7. Again, the guy's got a contract. He's performing at an elite level again. Carr sucks and the Raiders suck and McDaniel sucks, but. Devontae Adam doesn't suck, and when it comes down to it, I think a lot of people get too caught up on age and old guys, and when you're looking at, at, at Travis's team, even though he took dig, uh, Diggs over Taylor, which was bad, he does have Hurts, Diggs, and Adams, which is a very good starting point for elite production on a, on a dynasty team, so I, I, I think I like that one, too. Yeah. Uh, Trey Lance went by in, in Walker, took Trey Lance at the 3-8. Thoughts on this? Any, any, any thoughts before you lose your voice more? Yeah. Let's see if I can get through a whole sentence. I love this this value for Trey Lance. I'm, I'm the first to tell you that I don't like Trey Lance. I don't want Trey Lance on my team long-term. I want no part in him long-term. I mean, he hasn't played in three years. I, I want no part in him whatsoever. All right. Um, I do want... I do want him in startups. Yep. I am. I've become a firm believer in not drafting a rebuild or not drafting a productive struggle, not not drafting a contender roster in a startup draft. Draft the value. Take draft the value. And you can turn it into whatever you want after the draft. This is why people dig themselves in holes in Dynasty is how they start off because they're reaching for guys yep. that they think are going to have future value. Trey Lance is no longer a reach. Trey Lance was going at the end of the first round last year when he had never played. Yeah. Now he's going as soon as he third. flashes again, you're selling him for a ton you're more than selling this. ever oh, selling. That's, so I think that's the much. best way to put it. Love it. 
So the, the wide receivers that win next are Cup and Debo. Look, I like Cup at the 3-9 a lot. I think people are down on him because of his injury. I think he'll come back next year. And yeah, I'm fine he, with that. I, I mean, the thing is, he's white. So Stafford's going to throw him the ball, and he's going to be – I mean, he's going to produce at a high level. Even after missing two games, I think somebody said he was like the wide receiver five still. Like, the man <laughs> yeah. is incredible in terms of how many how many targets and catches he gets, and he, yeah. he's, he's special. He's, <clears throat> he's missed uh, three games, four games now, basically. And, <clears throat> and he's still wide receiver eight. Yeah. Um, Debo at the 310. What a fall from grace for Debo. You know, I, 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 I don't think I'm touching Debo at this point. I think he's pretty risky. Because uh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he jumped back up in terms of production, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he just, this was where Debo landed. Like, so I think it's risky. Uh, I'll take a Debo L. Yeah. Big time. I think I, and, but here's the thing with Debo. Like I'm looking at the wide receivers here and I like London more and I like Lave more, a lot more than, I mean, than Debo. I would smash those guys over Debo. And even cup, like honestly, that only the only gripe I have with the cup is Alave is is producing at a very high level too, and you could have taken him, and he's a very young cornerstone. London's not producing <laughs> at that level, and there's a lot more risk in terms of offensive system. Are you taking Pittman over Debo? <sighs> I don't like either of those guys in fantasy. Really, Marquise Godwin. Uh, not yet. That's really hard. Come back to me in three weeks and ask me. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know what to think of Debo right now. I'm kind of just avoiding the question. I will say Swift at the 311 is not great because because Kenneth Walker is still on the board. I mean, Kenneth Walker is so much more valuable than than Swift. I mean, Kenneth Walker is the RB1 yeah. or 2 on Keep Trade Cut pretty consistently. That's uh, another L. Take take the Swift yeah. for, for us. Take take the value. Again, take, take Walker, take Barkley. Swift, you could have gotten probably in the fifth pretty easily. I mean, people are way down on Swift right now. I like Swift as a buy right now. I do. I don't know. I just, I like him. You said you hated him as a buy not that long ago, like a couple no, weeks ago. No, I asked. I said, you said you weren't I, touching. I, said, I said, is there a point? What I said was, is there a point that he drops to where he's, where you're actually looking to buy him? And I said top eight. And I said, I don't think if he drops out of the top eight, I would buy him, but he slid right. too low. Now I would buy him. Oh, so, so you changed your mind. He slid past, he slid out of the top 12. Right. I mean, people think he's and the you third said, running you back. You said you weren't buying him, regardless. No, I said I said if, if he slid out of the top eight, I wouldn't buy him. He's a buy. I remember exactly what I said. He's absolutely a buy. I, I he's he again. He slid too low for me. Yeah, but well, don't draft him there. No, not there. T at the three twelve. This is the last pick of this episode. It's T Higgins. Look, he's playing with Joe Burrow. He plays. I mean, he's played very well this year. He's the wide receiver thirteen or fourteen in PPR league. So he's almost a wide receiver one. Uh, you know. He's obviously 23, so he's super young. He's averaging 15 points a game in PPR leagues. It's it's a cornerstone receiver, and you got to like T. Higgins there. So, all right, that was three rounds. We're going to do the next three rounds next week and some outliers. Um, really biggest takeaways from this, everybody, the cool thing to do is going to be not to draft running backs now, but if value falls to you, take the value uh, every single time. Uh, regardless of your personal convictions, the way that you lose in Dynasty is if you just take small chunks of value and throw them out the window, like we've seen a couple times in this draft. Jonathan Taylor, I'm fine with him going mid first, mid mid second. Sorry, I saw him slide this far, and I'm not necessarily super upset about who was taken in front of him. That being said, there were a couple that were a little bit egregious. Uh, the quarterbacks are going to be slim pickings in Dynasty this year, so locking up two of them is probably a pretty good idea. I think the end is the place to be in Dynasty drafts this year, especially in third round reversals. Like I'm fighting to be at the end, but 
in DD leagues, we randomized. So we're going to be coming out with some new DD leagues here after the fantasy season ends. So make sure you watch out for that. Uh, we'll get you hooked up there next week. We'll be back. We'll have the next three rounds and then the rest of uh, the analysis of the final six and what stood out to us, where people went, the highlights, etc. That's going to wrap it up for this week. So make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on Spotify in the podcast form, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe there and hit a like on our show. As always, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for joining us. This has been Dynasty Domain. Dynasty Domain.